Oh my goodness, we're finally on live. So many things we're dealing with today. Oh man, Spotify's down. Lots of movement happening over in the NFL. Lots of Batman talk coming up. It's going to be crazy. Mass chaos here. Uh, if you're already in the chat here, let me know that you're in the chat. Go ahead and fire away over on Twitch. We are also streaming live over on my Facebook page at The Real Brandalorian. We're also over on the Original Gamer Life YouTube page. And I forgot to tell you guys this before we jumped in. Uh, Justin, could you monitor the Original Gamer Life YouTube channel for the chat? And then, Tyler, could you do the same for my Facebook page, please? Okay. Sure. All right, Chanel. Hey, what's up? How's life? How's things? Man, we had the whole show lined up today. Everything was uh, good to go. I got delayed, obviously, like I said, with Spotify being down. Had that little brief moment of panic. Do you guys ever have that panic when you get logged out of something or something ain't quite logging in and, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, my God. Always. Literally every time I have to do any video chat ever. <laughs> uh, Padilla, you were not first, my good man. It's a good attempt, though. Um, hey, Tyler liked the stream. Look at that. But, yeah, so I was just I was getting ready, listening to the Dan Patrick show on Spotify, and all of a sudden it just stops. Some, what the hell was that? Can't be the speaker. It will beep at me when it's, when it's dying. It's not the, the tablet. It was just freshly charged. So then I go to log into everything. Nothing will log in. I tried from my phone, from my tablet, from my computer. Nothing is logging in. Oh, Justin, what's up, buddy? Let's go play some D&D. &D. And uh, so, yeah, so I had that moment of panic because then even when I went to log in with my email account to Spotify, it comes up with a message saying, you don't have an account. Like, we don't have any record of an account with this email address. Panic mode. So, apparently I was not the only one. I jumped on Twitter. And uh, even just Googling it, Spotify down. And, yeah, this appears to be a thing for just about everybody. They tweeted out just about an hour ago. Something, uh, this comes from Spotify status. Something's not quite right, and we're looking into it. Thanks for your reports. All right. Let me go over what we got on the, coming up on the program today. Oh, we have an AMA coming up on Thursday morning. That's going to be with Brandon. That's the CEO of Original Gamer Life, also Tyler's brother. So 8 a.m. Mountain Time, we're going to do this AMA, and we are going to be having uh, gift cards to Steam. So if you're a gamer... And you want to possibly win a $25 gift card to Steam, make sure you're tuning in uh, Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Mountain Time. Of course, Frank has the answer, Tyler. Did you see that? Yes. And what does it say? Spotify just needs lube. Yeah, apparently. Oh, crap, no, dealing with my Discord. Hold on, i got to adjust your guys' volume a little bit there. We got some new videos up on the original Gamer Life YouTube as well. Go check those out. Tyler's doing some gameplay from Elden Ring. Good stuff over there, man. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Oh, and don't worry. Uh, tonight we're going to be gaming. We're going to be throwing down some Halo at 6 o'clock. I think we're adjusting the stream schedule. I'll get that up on Twitch here uh, 
at some point this week. But here's what we got coming up on the program. <clears throat> Lots of Batman talk. We watched the Batman over the weekend. And the wife and I, we also watched a documentary called Torn. We're going to get to that here. And then coming up in the news segment, gaming news. Tyler Savret taking over the gaming news. I'll be covering entertainment news, and there's a lot of merge happening between the gaming news and the entertainment news. Like, God of War is getting a TV show. Twisted Metal is getting a TV show. What's the big story in gaming news today, Tyler? Give me a tease. So, I think the probably... Hmm, probably Andrew Watts uh, leaving 343. He's and who was Andrew Watts? player lead of Halo Infinite. Yeah, we saw this. Was that yesterday that that story really broke? Yes. Okay. Because as we know, the multiplayer for Halo has not uh, been without flaws. All right. Well, the big story when we were planning this stuff was like Calvin Ridley getting suspended indefinitely for gambling. But in just the past, I mean, it's really just been a couple hours, right, Justin? That we got the big news on Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson was like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was gonna I was doing something I was gonna do something else on my phone and that completely distracted me from it. You ever have that happen to you? You're planning on doing something else in your uh, in your phone and then like a news story pops up and it completely takes you away from what you're supposed to do. I mean, I had to manage that during football season when I was in school. I just didn't pay attention <laughs> to school when that happened. Oh, so those are the Most big sports. Yeah, so those are the big sports stories coming up. Aaron Rodgers, he's locked in with the Packers, and Russell Wilson has a new football team. Uh, we also have an MI the A-hole coming up today. And in the educational portion of the segment, or of the show, we have uh, some Batman stuff. Maybe things that you didn't know about Batman. We're getting this information from uh, CBR, which I believe is Comic Book Resources. Isn't that what it stands for? Mm-hmm. I want to make sure we give credit where credit's due. For uh, James Brazula. He's the one that wrote this up. And then if we have some time, I also have some... Uh, I found a whole thing on Ranker of riddles from the Riddler. And it's all different uh, renditions of the Riddler. It has uh, uh, the Riddler from the movie. Which one was the uh, with him and Tommy Lee Jones? Who was the Batman in that one? That was Val Kilmer, that was, right? I think that was Clooney. Yeah, he had the nipple suit. Yeah, bat, the, the bat nipples. And then who was the one in this? So was it Val Kilmer then with Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze? Oh no, yeah. that was the one. That was George. That, that was Clooney, right? Yes. I think Clooney was the cheesy one with all. Yeah, yeah. with all of them. I he mean, really, the bat, really uh, after Michael Keaton, they all kind of got cheesy. Right. Uh, yeah. He had the credit card. Oh god, the back. Oh my god, I forgot about that. The back card. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I totally forgot about that, man. Uh, let me see. Yeah, there was... Uh... Oh, it was, it was Jim Carrey who was in that one. Yeah, it was Jim Carrey as the Riddler. And um, Tommy Lee Jones as Two-Face. So it's got all different versions of the Riddler. The Riddler from Gotham, which I think might still be my favorite version of the Riddler. The one that was in, in the, the TV show Gotham, he was he was amazing. He was brilliant. He was him and the Penguin. And, I mean, if you want to talk about a brilliant performance in Gotham, uh, I mean, Cameron Monaghan as as not, they couldn't say the Joker, but as Jerome and Jeremiah was, uh, he might be my favorite 
apart from Heath Ledger and Mark Hamill, obviously, but I mean, I mean, he was just an unhinged Joker. He did a fantastic job. I really didn't like what they did with that storyline, though. I I agree, and I I know it was because they weren't technically allowed to use the the Joker title, and they were initially planning on not having a Joker, just a bunch of people who could potentially be the Joker, and then Cameron Monaghan did so well that they were like, shit, we have to keep using him. Yeah, they even teased it as the Joker, though, too, if you remember that. Like, they, yeah, they teased it with everything that was supposed to be the Joker, and I thought he did a brilliant job, but we'll get to more of that he, stuff coming up here in a little bit. Although we're going to stick kind of on the Batman stuff right now. Of course, the Batman... Yes, we are talking Batman spoilers there, Captain Hammer. I mean, there really wasn't a ton of spoilers, per se. Um, but the Batman, it did take in about $128.5 million here in North America. And then I believe it cra- uh, crossed the $260 million. Or no, I'm sorry, that's uh, Spider-Man that did that. But internationally, I think it was $250 million was about where it was globally. And I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a great movie. It's definitely a different Batman movie than any Batman movie you've probably ever seen because it's a true, it's a, it's very noir. It's a detective movie. The, the soundtrack is brilliant. It just adds a whole extra layer. And I think, I think this might be my favorite version of the Batmobile. Agreed. What would you say your favorite is, Justin? Uh, I mean, Batmobile is this one. I mean, I think. Like, I think, like you said, this was a pure Batman movie. Like, really, the other ones, you know, there's a whole story around it. This one, he's he's in the Batsuit for, like, 90% of the time he's on screen. I mean, really, Bruce Wayne is, is the costume where he's not, you know, he's just... Yeah, I noticed <laughs> that. It was, I think it was about an hour into the movie. I noticed, I was like, I think there's only been one scene where he's been Bruce Wayne. The rest of it, he, he's been Batman. Even if he doesn't have the actual cowl on, he's generally in the suit or he's in the Batcave. Or something else is going. Well, I take it back. There's a there maybe a few spoilers for Batman, but I won't mention those on the stream. We'll give it the one week rule, because um, that's what we'd always like to do uh, when it came to the morning show. Is if it was a TV show, we're going to talk about it the next day because if it's that important, you're going to watch it. But people schedules, especially for a three hour movie, which by the way, it didn't feel like three hours. Did you see it, Justin? Oh yeah, I, I tried to see it opening weekend. I mean, I love Batman and. With no spoilers attached here, I mean, I gotta say, it's just, it's so great to see them finally explore the detective aspect of Batman, because we've, we've never really seen that, and he's just, he's so smart, and I just, I, I don't know, I, I loved it. I think it's, he's my favorite Batman, but it's not my favorite Batman movie, I'd still give that to The Dark Knight, but he's my favorite Batman. Padilla says the new Batman finally put the goth in Gotham. Well, this is what I find interesting, is there's all the people that were complaining about the the stills that were coming out early on where it showed he had, like, the black around his eyes. You're like, oh, my God, he's emo. No, that's part of the goddamn costume. Like, he has black around his eyes, so you don't see his skin underneath the cowl. Like, that's how that works. He was very moody, though. (laughs) Fernie, like in the stream. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, Captain Hammer says, I wish we got a better view of the Batmobile. I liked what I saw, but I wanted to see more. Yeah, it was kind of short-lived. But, man, that one scene with the Batmobile was amazing. And we even have, coming up in entertainment news, another story about the Batman. Or do I want to cover that now? Let's cover it now. I forgot where I put it. Because there's going to be a spinoff series. And Matt Reeves has said that Gotham City PD spinoff has evolved into an Arkham Haunted House series. 
Um, let me see here. So Matt Reeves said the GCPD thing, that story, has kind of evolved. We've actually now moved more into the realm of exactly what would happen in the world of Arkham as it relates coming off of our movie and some of the characters and their origins. Almost leaning into the idea of it's like a horror movie or a haunted house that is Arkham. That's got me hooked on this thing. The idea, again, the way that Gotham is a character in the movie, I really want Arkham to exist as a character. You got into this environment and encountered these characters in a way that feels really fresh. And so in our work on Gotham, that story started to evolve and it started feeling like, wait, we should really lean into this. And that's kind of where it's gone. Well, I mean, Ortiz is asking, did they leave it open to a sequel? Yeah, the only way that they wouldn't be able to leave it open to a sequel is if they kill Batman. And that's, I don't think that's a spoiler. Hey, he doesn't die. Because remember, this Batman, he's only been Batman for like two years. I do need to go back and reread The Long Halloween, though. Tyler, have you ever read it? I have not. I need to go back and reread it because I remember Matt Reeves saying that this was one of, like, that was a major inspiration for this movie. They uh, they did just come out with two animated, uh, it's a part one and part two animated Long Halloween thing, so you don't have to read it. You can watch it if you want. But uh, it is heavily inspired by it, and it's, it's great. And also the Arkham series... I love that they're leaning into the horror aspect. I think that probably for that one, because there's, I mean, they're going to introduce some sort of a Batman villain in that who, you know, primarily stays at Arkham. And I think they'll probably go with Hugo Strange. He's a he's kind of like a, a staple in, in the Arkham system. Oh, yeah, he's got to be. It'll be interesting to see what they what they do with that character. But, yeah, it's, I remember, yeah, I, I started the animated uh, movie of the long Halloween. And I think I got maybe 10 minutes into it and then I got distracted and it just got pushed to the side. So I'll probably go back and watch it and reread it as well. Cause it's just, it's a, it's a brilliant storyline. Both are great. But I would say if you have the time, if you got three hours, go check out the Batman. It's a really good movie. I think that the storyline was great. The pace was great. It didn't feel like three hours. I know a lot of people will get turned off by that because I know for myself, you get about an hour and ten minutes in, hour and a half in, you start checking your watch, just kind of see where you're at. And there's also usually some of those moments where when you're watching something like that, you can think back to, well, they probably could have cut this. They probably could have cut this. And it's just like kind of added in there and padding it and it's not really necessary. I don't think they really did that with this. I think it was all it was all uh, meaty storytelling right there. Do you have any critiques of it, Justin? Uh, yeah, I I wish that some of the fight scenes were a little longer. Actually, I thought there's 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 the thing is there's no uh, shortage of fight scenes in it. I just you know, no one no one really matches his skill because the Riddler is more of a of a thinking opponent, right? He's not a physically uh a, he's not a physical opponent to like mm -hmm. match him that way. So you know, Batman goes in these fights and they're very quickly because no one can match him really. So I, I would have loved to see like a one-on-one -on -one fight with someone who could really test his skills physically, but I'm sure we'll see that in the sequel or, or in the third movie or whatever. Yeah, let's ramp up with uh, Catwoman there. I thought uh, Zoe Kravitz did great. I thought she, she was, was awesome. I think she might have been my favorite part of the movie as far as portrayals of the character. I thought she did a brilliant job. 
So we also watched a documentary called Torn over the weekend. Oh, and even on a quick side note, we finally finished Don't Look Up. Have either of you guys seen it? Yeah. Yes. What'd you guys think? Thought it was good. It's it's funny, but it's not like my brother told me it was a comedy movie, and it wasn't that. <laughs> it's got funny aspects. That's yeah, like yeah. I think it's more like, hey, this is our reality, folks. It's almost like you kind of want to look at it the way that you look at idiocracy now. Where you, you can see that and go, holy crap, Mike Judge was right. Like, Mike Judge knew what was coming long before anybody else did. But I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Captain Hammer says, I definitely felt the time. But I went to the 7.30 showing last night after working all day. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Now, the wife and I, we went to Flick's Brewhouse. I love Flick's Brewhouse, man. That place is great. What sucked, Padilla? I love it when you just write, it sucked, but you don't reference what we're talking about. <laughs> you mean, are you talking about don't look up because it points just how stupid uh, Trumpers are? Because you know that's what they're calling out, right? Like, that's who Meryl Streep is. Meryl Streep is Trump. I think it depends on your, I think it's a uh, inkblot set test. And it can be portrayed either way? Yes. So basically, whatever, however you see it is which side of the political aisle you're on. I think it's brilliant in that sense. Yeah, I can see that. I thought it was good. I'm glad I watched it. It's not one that I would watch again. Um, just because, I mean, it's just, it's, it was good. But yeah, it's, I don't think that's anything I ever need to, need to necessarily watch again. Although I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was brilliant in it. I think I mentioned this on an earlier stream with my wife where she was talking about how she she was feeling panicky because in that first like 20 minutes to half hour when they just keep getting pushed to the side and they're trying to be like hey there's a an asteroid coming that's gonna kill the planet and they just keep getting pushed away and he starts getting panicky my wife started to get panicky because of that he was great he was so good <laughs> vero didn't like don't look up either apparently it's a very polarizing movie well here's one for you so it's a documentary you can find it over on Na uh, national geographic and it's on uh, Disney Plus because you know how they have the different segments of, of Disney Plus. So if you go there, uh, it's about an hour and a half, and it's all about Alex Lowe. He was a professional climber, world-renowned guy, and he died in an avalanche back in 1999. And I'm trying to figure out how much of this I really want to give away to you guys. I think this was in the synopsis, so... One of the reasons this documentary got done is his oldest son is a filmmaker. And back in 2016, some of the stuff had shifted up there because after the avalanche, they weren't able to find his body. So 16 years later, some stuff shifts up in the Himalayas. And all of a sudden, these guys were like, everything up there, it's, it's rock colored. It's gray or it's brown or it's white. But then all of a sudden, these, these dots kind of showed up. And it was the bodies of Alex Lowe and this other person that was up there uh, uh, in the Himalayas that died in this avalanche. So the family, they're kind of rehashing everything. It's showing old footage, original footage. And then it's their trip to the Himalayas to go get Alex Lowe's body. It's crazy, man. And it was, I just have this, I, I have this weird obsession with Mount Everest, snow, ice, and climbing movies. And Antarctica for some reason. When people ask me, like, hey, where's one place you really think it'd be cool to go 
on the planet. Antarctica always pops into my brain. But the more I think about it, there's no effing way I could ever do that. I couldn't do the scuba diving thing in Cancun, Mexico because of a panic attack. You think I'm going to be able to make it in Antarctica? Hell no. It's not a chance. Do you guys like uh, any of these documentaries here on whether they're like about climbers or or uh, doing like some sort of like a snow or ice expedition? No, it's too stressful. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm with you. I get too stressed out from that type of stuff. I watched a Scooby-Doo episode once where Scooby sleeps be- slips behind the ice in Antarctica, and I've decided never to go since. <laughs> well, yeah, so... And there was another one. Gosh, free solo. You get oh, if you guys don't, if you guys get panicky watching these things, this that's not one for you. But if anybody else wants to check it out, it is, I believe, on Disney Plus as well. And it's the the whole thing is about this guy. He's he's climbing this one mountain, but it's free solo. Is in is in he doesn't have anything holding him to the rocks at all. He's just climbing it. Padilla says, the Russian hikers you got killed by aliens. You doing all right, buddy? <laughs> it's a it's a Tuesday midday. We're not drinking, are we, Padilla? I know you like to hit the sauce every now and then. I mean, who doesn't? Have myself some nice scotch over the weekend. But yeah, those are just some recommendations. If you guys have the time, three hours to kill, go check out the Batman. And if you're not going to be too panicked by this stuff, you guys can go ahead and check out Torn or a free solo as well. All right. Padilla says Dyatlov Pass incident. All right. Did Brandon get them killed or who's the yeah? I, yeah, I think we're falling into a rabbit hole. So um, this this mystery needs solving. I can't <laughs> can't let it go. <laughs> Well, on that note, we do need to move on here, so that means it's time for... It is time for your gaming news with Tyler Sivret. Tyler, what is happening in the world of gaming, my friend? All right, the first story we have for you today, speaking of Russia, Rockstar Games, parent company, Take-Two, suspends sales in Russia and Belarus. You mean Belarus? Yes, I practiced that like 10,000 times, and then I said it wrong. (laughs) It happens to the best of us, man. All right, Take-Two Interactive suspends sales and blocks downloads in Russia and Belarus in response to their government's invasion of Ukraine. So a lot of companies have been doing this lately. Yeah, I keep seeing the stories about like Visa and MasterCard. If it was, if you got it outside of Russia, it now won't work inside Russia. Yeah, so I I don't know if this is true or not, but I heard that the reason these companies are doing this is because there is a law or a rule or something about giving aid and comfort to the enemy. And this could be these companies trying to cover their butts just in case the United States does go to war. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That could, it could come back and bite them in the ass to be like, hey, so you guys are still helping out Russia when all this crazy crap is going on. Is that who hacked Spotify today? Damn it. Could be. Is, is Russia hacking Spotify? I mean, Lord knows, uh, Lord knows if that's something that uh, we're going to get an answer to today. I wonder if it's even working. 
and then Shell just came out and said that they're going to stop buying Russian oil. All right, those gas prices are going to go up. And I always find it funny how when it comes to gas prices and things like that, everybody likes to bring, uh, blame the president when they don't have necessarily as much control as a lot of people think. And it doesn't really matter. could have been Trump in the White House. could have been Biden. There's a lot of outside factors, but the other side will jump all over it, man. They'll be like, oh, my God, look at what the prices of this are at. Thanks, President. It's like, dude, they, like they, have, very, they have some influence, but it's very minimal. Oh, Twitchy says Spotify was working for me, not my girl. Yeah, our whole, um, well, I guess it, would, it wasn't working for myself or my wife because um, we're all under a family account. So whatever it was, it got shut down. So I'm hoping that it comes back at some point today. Russian oil is only a small percent of U.S. consumption. Yeah, it's 8%, I believe. That's, um, that's how much we get. Everybody go buy an electric car. All right, what's next, Tyler? All right, so the ninth WoW expansion is to be announced April 19th. The actual headline? World of Warcraft to announce next expansion pack in April. In press release, Blizzard reveals several announcement dates for Warcraft titles, including one for the ninth WoW expansion next month. And is this going to be Shadowlands? Is that what it is? No, so that that was the last one. We don't know what it's going to be Oh, the most recent one. Gotcha. So the announcement of the next World of Warcraft expansion has been highly anticipated. In the last month, couple of months, dozens of rumors, concepts, and supposed leaks have cropped up around the internet. Many of them point towards a dragon-themed World of Warcraft expansion, either revolving around the story, Dragon Islands, or the Emerald Dreams. So I'm assuming you know nothing about World of Warcraft. Uh, very minimal. I tried playing it once, and it's... Uh... I didn't really have a PC for it. Yeah, I agree with Twitchy. He says WoW is still killing their games with more expansions. They need to just come out with either a whole World of Warcraft game. 2 yeah, or something. Because they keep doing these updates and it's just, ugh. The story usually is terrible. <laughs> they keep trying to stretch things out. All right. Next story. This is where you And this is funny because I wasn't going to give Tyler any guidance here. I wanted to see how he would handle it. So this is where you just move on to the. Because Tyler's never done this, by the way. Like, as far as I know, Tyler's never had to do like news reports. So once it gets like that, just boom, go to the next one. Boom, go to the next one. Yeah. So as I was saying, the, this is our probably biggest story is the Halo Infinite multiplayer player lead leaves 343. Season two of Halo Infinite multiplayer will launch under a new lead as Andrew Witts leaves 343 Industries to take some time off. And so, they haven't really said, is he leaving or are they giving him the boot? It's He's, actually, I don't think they've said. Uh, Andrew Witts, the multiplayer lead of Halo Infinite, confirms on Twitter that March 5th was his last day at 343 Industries. He mentions that it was an honor to work with the team at 343 Industries and thanks fans for their feedback on the game. Witts then states that he will take some time away from development to recharge batteries so it doesn't say if he left or if he was let go hmm i'll just fix the fix the game man just just fix the game my god i got a ton of clips at this point where it's just it's things glitching all over the place that's what i'm gonna put up on the original gamer life youtube at some point where it's just gonna be like my god like everybody it happened to everybody all at the same time where we were all playing, and all of a sudden you hear everybody, it was almost in unison, go, whoa, whoa, whoa! 
It's because the whole damn thing glitched. So the author says, it's important to note that personal change is a regular occurrence in the gaming industry, and many directors do end up leaving studios after shipping games. This news probably doesn't have anything to do with the current state of Halo Infinite. So I don't know. I mean, I think that is true. But also Halo Infinite is kind of in a trashy state at the moment. So Padilla says Halo Infinite is dying. He was let go because the state of multiplayer is a mess. They just made him say he wasn't fired. And Padilla always bringing in the positivity. That's 100% speculation, everybody. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> unless, unless uh, does Padilla work at 343? No, Padilla farms chickens in Fort Stockton. Oh, nice. <laughs> Talk about that some. <laughs> All right, next story. PS5 bundles will be available at GameStop at 8 a.m. Pacific time, 11 a.m. Eastern time. So that would be, what? 10 a.m. our time? Uh, yeah. That'd be 10 a.m. 10 Mountain. So you're or already no, late. No, sorry. No, that'd be 9 a.m. Mountain. Okay, then you're even more late. Uh, GameStop will have two different PlayStation 5 digital edition bundles for pro members today. Oh, it's for pro members anyway. But anyway, so these the bundles are... The first one is for $659. It's a PS5 digital edition. Cosmic Red DualSense, which is a controller... Power A charging station, a $50 GameStop gift card, a $50 PSN card, and a one-year PS Plus membership. I clicked the link, and I'm not seeing anywhere to actually make the purchase, so they're probably already gone. I think you have to go in-store. You also need a... You also need a uh, Power Up Rewards Pro membership? No, this one says online only. Is that from the story I shared? I, yeah, it's um, the link right there. The first one that's uh, going for six fifty nine. I clicked the link. Um, first of all, if you're in Alaska, Hawaii, or Puerto Rico, uh, you're not going to get shipment. And then also this is online only, but there's no link to actually purchase it. So it's probably already gone. Well, dang. What about the second bundle? Bundle two for six sixty nine. PS5 Digital Edition, Cosmic Red DualSense, Samsung thing. 9. Yeah, okay, well... If we had done this story just a few hours earlier. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> All right. Uh, next story. Dead Space remake coming stream coming March 11th. Motive Studios will be revealing more news about the upcoming remake later this week. So Dead Space was a fantastic game when it released. It has three sequels. This uh, remake has been highly anticipated. And now it's important to note that this, the game's not coming out March 11th. They're just doing a live stream to talk about the remake on March 11th. Do they have a date for when it's going to be released? They do not. I have a feeling... They I might make that, that announcement on March 11th, you think? Mm, they might give a tentative date or a year, but I doubt they're going to give the actual date. Because it's like, hey, like you know... Yeah, like quarter four, 2022, or something like that, kind of give a, right. a very large number where they can, you know, bounce it around a little bit. Exactly. And Dead Space, it was a uh, space horror uh, movie where you slowly go insane. So, I don't know, maybe something we should check out. Might be good to stream. We might have to check that out. All right, and that was it for the gaming news. That's your gaming news, ladies and gentlemen, which means it's time for... 
It's time for your entertainment news, and they're going to be closely linked with gaming news today. As top story, God of War TV series adaptation is being eyed, eyed by Prime Video. Never really played God of War, although I really did have that Kratos beard going before I trimmed it up this morning. I just got to tell you, I kind of felt like leaving it just in case. But this is going along with a lot of the different things that Amazon is working on. You have a Fallout TV series that's uh, starring Walton Goggins. Are you familiar with Walton Goggins, Justin? No. Did you ever watch Justified? Uh, I did not. Tyler, how about you? I did, but I don't remember that name. He was he was the the bad guy, the main bad guy in Justified. And he's been in a ton of things. He's a brilliant actor, but he's going to be in the Fallout one. They're also developing the Mass Effect series. And now apparently they're going to be jumping on the uh, God of War bandwagon as well. Oh, that's the name of the actor. I thought that was the name of the... I was like, Oh, no, no, no. Walton Goggins is the actor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. He was also... He had a real brief part in Sons of Anarchy. Gosh, I'm trying to think of what else he's been in. Walton Goggins is great. He's one of those guys, too, that when you see his picture, you're probably like, oh, yeah, that guy. Uh, most recently, what has he been in? He was in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. He was in The Hateful Eight. He usually plays a bad guy, right? Generally, yeah. He's got a he good was, face to hate. He was Boyd Crowder in Justified. So there you go. Be paying attention to uh, God of War potentially coming to Amazon. The Muppets House Band. They're getting its own show, The Electric Mayhem. If you're not familiar with The Electric Mayhem, that would be Dr. Teeth and The Electric Mayhem. You got uh, Animal over on the drums. I just recently introduced my kid to The Great Muppet Caper. We were watching it really late on a weekend night. She ended up falling asleep. But, man, that scene where they're driving around in the bus and the band's playing in the back. Ah, it's brilliant. Absolutely love it. But, yeah, they're getting a show coming up here on Disney+. And it's from the creator of the Goldbergs. And the storyline for this is essentially going to be Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem signing a record deal. And it's going to be them going through the process of getting a record deal. Did either of you guys, Justin or Tyler, did you guys watch that newer Muppets show that they had? I think it was maybe four or five years ago on ABC. It only lasted a, like a season. Yeah, I thought it was funny. Then they did something in the second season that was terrible. And I can't remember what it was. Did it get a second uh, season? I thought it was just one. Or maybe it was later in the f- first season. But it started off pretty funny. It was like... a. Uh, kind of like 30 Rack, except it yeah. was with Muppets. Yeah, it was the behind-the-scenes of them filming the Muppet show, right? Yeah. I... Uh, let's see show? here. Muppet TV series. Yeah, it just lasted the one season, only 16 episodes. But there were some oh, really okay. funny moments in that show, and it just unfortunately didn't take off. Yeah, it's like the first eight episodes were really funny, and then the, like the last eight, something happened. It was like after a holiday special or something like that, it just went downhill. Yeah, I think they're just trying to find what's going to work for the Muppets. They have some Dis- they have some shorts on Disney Plus 
They're Muppet episodes that are maybe five to ten minutes long, I think. And they're decent. My kid loves them. So I guess it's all right. We got a Walking Dead spinoff. When's the last time you watched Walking Dead, Tyler? Uh, when they killed... Wait, spoilers. <laughs> well, that was like, what, four years ago? I think we're Yeah, right. that was a long time ago. When they killed Glenn, and I was like, yeah, I'm done. Ju- Justin, you ever been to The Walking Dead? Oh my god, I love The Walking Dead, and uh, I'm the exact same way, Tyler. I walked right up until they killed Glenn, and I uh, I said, no, no more. No <laughs> <laughs> mas. Yeah, man, it was... I, I called that, by the way. So the way that the, the previous season ended, it was the scene where Negan has them all... And he's kind of walking around, and then you see, and it's it's from, because the first guy that he he kills was Abraham, right? Yeah. So yes. it's from Abraham's point of view, but you don't know that at the in the season finale. All you know is it's from one of the characters' uh, points of view, and then Negan drops the um, Lucille, and then you have the blood dripping down on the screen, and that's how the season ended. I called that months before that. I almost did it to a T exactly what was going to happen. And then they came back. And then, of course, they also killed off Glenn. And where they lost me. And they, I mean, that's the thing is the comics were great. But trying to incorporate all of the comic stuff into the show, like with um, the tiger. Uh, like I just that that's where they lost me. I think I stuck around a little bit longer than you guys. But I've heard good things over the past couple of seasons. I've heard that it's been really good television. But I just don't have the time to really get back into it. But there is a spinoff coming. It's featuring Negan and Maggie. And it's going to be called Isle of the Dead. It's going to be premiering next year. And How many spinoffs it, is this now? Well, they had Fear the Walking Dead. Is there anyone other than that? I know they've uh, talked about a lot. I know they talked about doing a movie with Rick. Yeah, isn't Rick supposed to get his own thing? I don't know if it's been official yet, but that would be another one, yeah. I swear there was more, but maybe um, not. It says here, so the network is calling the show a post-apocalyptic Manhattan long ago cut off from the mainland. AMC adds, the crumbling city is filled with the dead and denizens who have made New York City their own, their own world full of anarchy, danger, beauty, and terror course you got to think about how this is going to work out because you got negan and and maggie negan killed glenn think about that one uh what's that justin i hope it becomes a (laughs) (laughs) rom-com says here they're uh six episodes season one is what's going to be happening so we're going to be able to see that coming up next year we did get to walk through the haunted house that they would have over in Universal. So every year during you know the month of October, they have Halloween Horror Nights, and they turn a lot of the warehouses around Universal Studios into their own haunted houses. But the one that stayed, that was this walkthrough, was The Walking Dead, and I actually convinced my wife to do it. And I think that that was one of the things that helped me convince her into going this year to Halloween Horror Nights. Justin, have you ever been to a Halloween Horror Nights? Uh, not a Halloween Horror Nights. My friends did force me to go to the 13th floor in Denver, which is the scariest haunted house in Denver. And I'm not a, I'm not a scary house type of person. I was about to say, if you threw the Muppets question to me, I didn't watch Muppets because they gave me nightmares as a kid. I'd much rather watch The Walking Dead than The Muppets. But uh, 
they forced me to go to this haunted house and I, I, it was a two hour line and that just builds up the anticipation, which is not good for someone who's scared. I, I, I practically cried in the middle and <laughs> so no, I'm not going to Yeah, I used to go every year when I was living down in Florida, I would make the trip up to Orlando uh, to go check out Halloween Horror Nights at Universal Studios. I had friends that would fly in to go check it out. Kai ended up in the full fetal position in the Wolfman house, which was brilliant. And I know I've told these stories before on the stream, but there was that happened. And then there's also the one where he broke his, his souvenir cup. We were walking down an alleyway and it was for the haunted house. The, the theme that year was ripped from the silver screen and they had like Freddie and Jason and, and, and uh, Leatherface and houses dedicated to them. And then there was one that had, I think it was my, uh, my bloody Valentine where you kind of have the guy in the miner's cap with the mask and the pickaxe. And we're walking down the hallway, and I'm the, fir in the, the first of our group. And I see the guy. He came out. He scared the group in front of us, and I see him go back. And they do a brilliant job there of making, making it so that you can't see where they're coming from. So I saw where the guy ducked back into, but Kai didn't. So right when you get to the end of the hallway, you turn to the right, and that dude is behind a corner in that back corner before that door. And so right as I turn through the doorway, it, big loud noise. It like makes a shriek when the guy comes out. On top of that, Kai is shrieking at the top of his lungs. And I turn around, and in the doorway, there's Kai hugging the door jam. And then when we finally got out of that haunted house, he, he had uh, cargo shorts on. And that's where he, because you can't take your, your beer, you can't, or you have to drink it essentially before you start going through. It was shattered. In his, in his pocket. And what he ended up having to do is he went up to one of the booths and he was like, hey, some kid ran into me and broke this. Can I get a new one? And they totally did. Hey, blame the not a kid. Anyway, Ted Lasso, season three has begun production. They're teasing a new Nike collaboration. Remember, one of the big storylines from season two was that we had the sponsor for uh, the Richmond Greyhounds was Dubai Air. And then there's a whole issue with that. And then they created the fake kind of social media dating platform that ended up being, because, you know, over in, you know, pretty much anywhere when it comes to soccer, you have a sponsor kind of as the main thing on your jersey. I know for the Portland Timbers for a long time, it's been uh, Alaska Airlines, so on and so forth. Of course, if you haven't watched Ted Lasso, if you have, a lot of different storylines were kind of left up in the air at the ending of season two. And then uh, we're going to get season three here, hopefully shortly. Justin, have you ever watched Ted Lasso? No, it's the one thing I really have to watch. My parents keep telling me it's it's like right up my alley. Oh really my god, it. it's brilliant. It's it's if you're ever looking for a show that will just make you feel good, Ted Lasso is that show. Just the way that Jason Sudeikis portrays Ted Lasso and everything else that's going on with that show, it's just it's it's incredibly incredibly well done. It's done by Bill Lawrence, the guy that did Scrubs. Cougar Town. He also worked on Spin City. Zach Braff, even from Scrubs, directs a lot of the episodes for him as well. Final entertainment news story today. Twisted Metal is getting its own TV show. It's going to be on the Peacock live action. And the Falcon is going to be on it. Anthony Mackie has been attached to this as well. Twisted Metal Black, I think, is one of my favorite video games of all time. But a lot of that had to do with the fact that there was a cheat code. So if you couldn't get past a level, you just put in the cheat code and then take no damage. Tyler, did you ever play Twisted Metal Black on the PS2? 
I played a few Twisted Metal games. I don't remember which one specifically. So I may have. Twisted, I just remember Twisted Metal Black. It had this really engulfing storyline to it where um, depending on the character that you played, the story was different um, for that for that specific character. It was really dark. It was really gruesome. And uh, what they're looking at here, um, it says Mackie stars as John Doe, a smart-ass milkman who talks as fast as he drives with no memory of his past. John gets a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to make his wish of finding community come true, but only if he can survive an onslaught of savage vehicular combat, which sounds exactly like Twisted Metal. And that was, man, that was just a... That's one I wish that they would remake. If they would remake a Twisted Metal Black, I would play that again, hands down. Yeah, see, Ortiz Ortiz knows what I'm talking about. He said Twisted Metal Black had awesome backstories. It was great, man. It's even worth doing that. You could go jump on YouTube. And just look up the different characters and the full storylines that they had in that game. But there you go. Twisted Metal Black coming to the Peacock eventually. So would you want a remake or a remaster? Uh, remaster. I think it's a remaster would be fine. I don't remember much of the gameplay. So I think a remaster would be fine. That's going to do it for your entertainment news. Which means it's time for sports news, and we're keeping Justin first day really uh, reporting the sports news here. Keeping him on his toes because he had the whole thing ready to go last night, and then all the big bombs are dropping this morning. Justin, what's going on in the world of sports? Well, I'll start off with the big Russell Wilson news. Russell Wilson's been traded to Denver, and Denver is giving up a lot to get him. But, I mean, I feel like Denver is pretty close. Denver's given up two first-round picks, two second-round picks, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris, and Noah Fant. All for Russell Wilson. But the thing is, I always thought Denver was right there. I mean, they're in a tough division competing with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert twice a year. But now they've got a, I feel like they have a very good coach in Nathaniel Hackett, who's from the Packers. And then also they have a lot of pieces around them. They've always had a solid defense. They still have Bradley Chubb there. And then they have Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, no longer Noah Fant, but they got Melvin Gordon for now. And then Javante Williams, who also looks like a potential star at running back. So they have pieces on offense, and they have a solid defense. They just needed a little bit of creativity that I don't think they got from their previous head coach. And I think this is a good move for them, especially after losing out on Aaron Rodgers, which is something we'll get into in a little bit. But I, I think Denver now becomes a competent team at the, at the very least and can now at least try to compete with those heavy hitters there in the AFC West. But I honestly, I think this is more of a bigger drop for Seattle, and I'll tell you why. Brandon, I know I'm 0-1 uh, in my bold predictions on this show, but morally I feel like <laughs> well, I'm 1-0. Let's be, let's be completely honest here. The one prediction you had was very specific and very bold when we were talking about the Super Bowl predictions that you had. So I think we'll, well give you I've a pass on that one. I've got another one for you if you're okay if I drop this right now on you. Oh, absolutely. If I'm looking at Seattle right now, Got a lot of good pieces around there, but I'm looking at their division. And, you know, they've got the Rams, who just won the Super Bowl. They've got the Niners, who are just in the NFC Championship game. With Jimmy G or not, they've got Trey Lance, who can, who paired with Kyle Shanahan, looks very good. And then they also got the Cardinals, who, I mean, I know their season ended disappointingly, but they still have Kyler Murray. They still went 8-0 eight and, eight and in the beginning of that season. And so if I'm Seattle, I don't care how many little pieces you have. You need a quarterback that can compete with those teams. And I don't – I'm not – super high on any of the draft prospects coming in this year so now i'm looking there and i'm like okay who who can we get i think that seattle goes all in they have the draft capital now to get deshaun watson because i don't think houston was going to trade him to an to an in conference team like in the afc 
but I don't think they'll have a problem trading him outside of the conference and out to an NFC team. And I think if Seattle got Deshaun Watson pair with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, now now Noah Fant, and you know Chris Carson or whoever they're going to have at running back there, Penny, I think that makes Seattle very dangerous. And I, if I was Seattle, I would go all in on Deshaun Watson. I could easily see that. One of the bolder predictions I've heard as well over the past couple of weeks came from Mike Florio from uh, Pro Football Talk. Uh, have you heard what his prediction is for next year? No. Tom Brady will be playing for the San Francisco 49ers week one. Oh, I did. I did hear something about that. I mean, it's his hometown team. And if, I mean, look, they've got a very good situation in San Fran. But so did Tampa. But if I mean, that would just I think if Brady wanted to end it perfectly to win a Super Bowl in his, you know, his hometown. I mean, you can't write anything better than that. Oh, no, that would be pulled straight from. Uh, straight from like Hollywood storylines. All right, what's the big Aaron Rodgers news? Well, we were going to talk about how Green Bay was prepared to offer Aaron Rodgers a, a, a breaking contact uh, contract, and that's exactly what they did. Uh, Aaron Rodgers agrees to a four-year, two hundred million dollar extension. Uh, you know, it's been it's it, Rodgers has kept the Packers in limbo for a little bit on where he is going to go. He's kind of been a little bit selfish with it, you know, especially because, you know, if they if they weren't going to have him, that's tough on them to try to, you know, draw people to their team. And, you know, like I said, it kind of played spoils to Denver prior because Denver was kind of going all in on Aaron prior to Russell Wilson, but they got it done. And I think that a lot of their in, in initial problems are, ge are getting solved. I mean, money <laughs> certainly helps. And, you know, he might have retired, but I mean, if you're offered 200 million. Now, the only thing is, is that, the Packers have to at least get to a Super Bowl during this term, because if they don't at least get to the get to one, I, I consider Aaron Rodgers' career pretty much a bust. To only have one Super Bowl win, one Super Bowl appearance, with the amount of talent that he has, and look, I mean, he complained about the team not setting him up well with players on defense, but really, when you look at it, the his offense, he had Devonte Adams, you know, they had Aaron Jones at running back, and in the playoffs. Their, their problem wasn't defense. Their defense didn't give up a touchdown. It was their offense only put up 10 points. So you've got to back it up now. I mean, he's back. He's a back-to-back -back MVP, been in the NFC Championship game two years in a row. He has to he has to break that seal. I mean, it's up to him now. He's getting everything that he wants. All right, well, let's go to our resident uh, Packers fan. Tyler, how are you feeling about Aaron Rodgers signing a four-year, $200 million contract? Yeah, I mean, I agree with Justin. If he's going to take that kind of money, he's going to have to do it by himself. He can't complain about anybody else because they don't have any money to give anybody else to help him out. So, they were already with cap issues, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, uh, mixed feelings. <laughs> exactly. I, think, I think that sums it up perfectly right there. We'll go to Tyler, and what does he think about the uh, uh, the Packers signing Aaron Rodgers? I think is the perfect summation of the whole thing. Again, I've said it before, like we're talking about Kyler Murray last week and how Kyler Murray was, uh, he wants to get paid early. And there's other guys, it's where we got into this cycle of whoever was next up for their big contract, whoever's, whoever was next up for a contract, I should say, they were going to get the biggest contract in football. And it went through all these different quarterbacks. Newsflash, you're not all worth it. And again, one of the reasons that Tom Brady was able to, to keep the Patriots competitive and win was he would defer the money. He wasn't the highest paid quarterback for a reason because he knew with the salary cap, you needed to be able to pass that off so that other players could get paid. Now, when he jumped ship to Tampa Bay, 
he was taking a little bit more money. But when he was he with, when he was with New England, he was always willing to take those contracts. So when I hear this crap from like Kyler Murray, where it's like he's really dedicated to winning a Super Bowl. No, you're not. You're either dedicated to winning a Super Bowl or you're dedicated to making the most amount of money possible. It can't be both because there's no way you're going to carry an entire football team. Look at a guy like Aaron Rodgers. Look at a guy like Tom Brady. They can make some of the people around them better, but have they ever soul-handedly won a Super Bowl for their team? No, because it's football. you got 22 guys out there on each side, and it's not going to work out that way. But anyway, Aaron Rodgers signs. What's the next story there, Justin? Uh, well, the MLB right now is a little bit in shambles. I mean, I know that at one time, baseball was the king of sports, but that day is not has not been for a while, and it's not going to be for a while. Uh, there's currently an MLB lockout going out as owners have tried to use the calendar for leverage, but time could soon be on the players' side. I mean, if you're not updated with what's going on in baseball right now, uh, the first two weeks of the season at least are now canceled because of this lockout that's going on as, you know, Owners are trying to make more money, stealing from the players. They want an extended postseason, but you know it's it's take it's taking a lot of money away from the players and giving it to the owners. And you know the players are like, the players have essentially and fans have essentially accused the owners of just trying to make money and not really caring about the sport itself. And you look if you look at the state of the sport of baseball, I mean, I I think baseball, yes, it's considered one of the big four, but really I don't think it is. I I think that even NHL has kind of taken its place a little bit in terms of knocking it out of the top four. Cause I just, I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I can't, I can't think of uh, the last time I wanted to watch a baseball game and, and my family are huge baseball fans, but uh, you know, we'll kind of see what happens as the leverage is kind of shifted over to the players. Now as the owners just try to wait it out and being like, okay, the players will cave it. They're not going to let us cancel the season. And, and now they have. And so uh, if you're a baseball fan, it, it, it's kind of hard times right now. Yeah, I was diehard baseball growing up. That was the main sport that I played. I mean, I played all the sports, but that was the one I, I think I was most into. I remember growing up, I would watch Cubs games and White Sox games on WGN. There's Brave games on TBS. That's how I spent my summers. But since then, it's just, it's the game has slowed down. It's become incredibly boring. The fact that you get a starting pitcher will go throw for four innings, and then you got to sit there while this other guy warms up, and they're going to make a million pitching changes. And I know it's all about analytics, and it's all about these different numbers. Essentially, what has happened to baseball is you've created a boring-ass product that you're now preventing us from watching. There was, um, again, I was listening to the Dan Patrick Show, and a a guy called in, and he was talking about his son, who I believe was like eight or nine years old, diehard baseball fan. They were going to go to spring training a couple of years ago. They weren't able to because of COVID. They weren't able to last year for some other reasons. And then this year, they were planning on making it to spring training, and baseball was like, "Mm, sorry, we're not going to allow it this year. And it was like, okay, his son, his eight-year-old son, or nine, I can't remember which, told his dad, he was like, I think I'm going to switch to hockey because I can't enjoy baseball because they're not even playing it. And I think he's got a good point. I think you got a good point too, Justin. I think as far as the hierarchy of sports goes here in the United States, it's probably going to go football, basketball, hockey. And then I think that even at this point, soccer is com- uh, competing directly with the uh, with baseball as well, but baseball has become more of a regional sport. If you look at the local numbers, local broadcasts, local radio broadcasts, those numbers do just fine. It's just not the national sport that it used to be. Yeah, I, I agree. I think it's I think it's going to take some heavy hitters because NHL at one point was in a shamble because of the ownership. 
and they've they've managed to make a complete 180. So baseball is going to have to do something similar, but they're going to have to make some sort of chain of changes. Someone's going to have to cave. And I agree with you. It's kind of boring. I think they should do something to make it a little more entertaining to watch, a little more fast-paced maybe. I don't know. I don't know what it could be, but something's got to, something's got to go. Something has to change. they got to introduce speedball. <laughs> I still Robots think on the field. put a clock on it. You play yeah. as long as you – like you get two and a half hours, and then you play through, and then if the, like a top of an inning has started and then the clock runs out, that's the last inning. It could be the fourth inning. It could be the seventh inning. That's it. Two and a half hours. That's all you get, man. In D and D, sometimes <laughs> you have to put the clock on players. Yeah, because it gets boring if you don't. Chanel, if Chanel they take says, too long. To, oh, sorry. Chanel says, "Yay for hockey!" As a former hockey player, I support this. I love hockey, man. I think Game Sevens in hockey might be my favorite playoff sport. That it's it's just so exciting. Now, of course, if it's a blowout, it's boring. But if you got a close one and it goes into overtime and it's a game seven, oh, count me in, buddy. Count me in. Well, moving forward, I actually got a little bit of breaking news on my phone. Not really about the Aaron Rodgers thing. He just tweeted saying that the $200 million contract is inaccurate, but he did say that he is returning with the Green Bay. So okay. we don't know what the actual contract is yet. It's $250 million. No, I don't yeah, I would honestly with Rodgers the way he kind of complains, I wouldn't be surprised. He's kind of got the Packers at at his, at his mercy right now. But uh, well, by the, the way, over... by the way, today is National Women's Day. Does anybody find it a little bit of a coincidence that Aaron Rodgers is taking away from National Women's Day by announcing that he's back with the Packers? I mean, I'm not saying he hates women. I'm just saying there's a little bit of a coincidence there, a little bit that he's announcing he's back with the Packers on National Women's Day. But anyway, go ahead, Justin. Wow. Thought he would have waited till Shanley Woodley's birthday, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't even. It, this that's con, uh, QAnon level. Uh, hip. Yeah, that's the point. conspiracy theory there, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, uh, Brandon just threw out a bold prediction, bolder than mine. All right, uh, I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers hates women. Damn. What's up? <laughs> let's, uh, let's not let's not quote that one. But uh, wait, let's what? Move over. Who said that? <laughs> you want to try to get Aaron Rodgers on the show? No, I don't. <laughs> it's a he can go on Pat McAfee show all the time. I love the Pat McAfee show. But moving over, moving over to soccer. Uh, like I said, baseball's in shambles, but soccer is coming on strong. I mean, it's always been a strong sport internationally, but now, like you said, it's starting to break into here. Uh, Charlotte FC breaks Major League Soccer attendance record in their home opener. And they, they, they've been sharing the stadium with uh, the Panthers of recently. And they announced uh, after they got a new owner that they, they wanted things to change. And, I mean, starting off the season with a banger, with a crowd of 74,479 people, which broke the previous record of 73,000. So uh, over 1,000 more people. I mean, that's just ridiculous for soccer. And it's, it's good for the sport. It's good for the state of Carolina. And it's good for uh, Charlotte's uh, owner, David Tepper, who also owns the Carolina Panthers. Yeah, just to make sure it doesn't end up like one of those, that uh, Cadetito Atlas match. Do you guys see that down in Mexico? No. Oh, my God. All right, we're going to, like, we got we to gotta get through sports here, so we'll get to the final story. But go look up that. Uh, it, was a, it was a massive riot that happened down in Mexico. I believe it was just this past, yeah, this past weekend on the 5th. And it was, I think, um, like eight people died. Jesus. Yeah, it's it was it was um it was pretty brutal stuff. But anyway, go ahead and wrap up the uh, the final story here. 
Well, I just wanted to give a little shout out to my Lakers. We're not doing too hot this season, but there was a big matchup on Saturday night with Steph Curry versus LeBron James, and the, the Warriors were heavy, heavy favorites because the Lakers, like I said, have not been good this season. And LeBron uh, put up 56 points, his first 50-point game in 17 years. You know, I mean, that he just... He said but prior to the game, he's like, you know, don't count us out until we're out. You know, it's never over. And then he went up and put on an absolute show. I mean, 124 to 116 Lakers win. And I, I just, I think the Warriors without without Green have been a little loose on defense of recently. And I think LeBron took advantage of that. But he he just wanted to just to say, you know, like, hey, I'm I'm still here. Now don't forget about me. And I thought that was I thought that was pretty pretty great from him. All right, that's gonna do it for sports, which means it's time we can move on to. A little MI the a-hole for you guys. Yes. You ready for this one, Tyler? Oh, I was calling you the a-hole for what you said about Aaron Rodgers. What, that he hates women? Yes. I mean, it's pure speculation. I have no facts to base that. I'm just saying he waits to make his big announcement that he's returning to the Packers on National Women's Day. I'm just connecting dots here, friend. That's all I'm I don't know. We should... Let's ask chat. Is Brandon the a-hole? <laughs> all right, here we go. Here's the actual... Am I the a-hole? Am I the a-hole for demanding my girlfriend change her dress for a wedding? Tyler, first thoughts just on the headline. Yes. Justin, first thoughts on the headline. Yeah, the word demanding doesn't uh, doesn't bode well. Yeah, right. The fact that they say demanding themselves, that's... Well, I mean, it's... It, so they, they put that in quotes. So I'm assuming that that might be what the girlfriend said like you're demanding i do this so it's am i am i the a-hole for quote demanding my girlfriend change her dress for a wedding still sticking with uh yes the a-hole both remember it gets just on the headline we'll get the whole story here in a minute i mean yeah even for i think for putting that in air quotes that right there makes it the a-hole. <laughs> all right here we go or her this happened during this weekend me being in my early 30s and my girlfriend in her late 20s, I was invited to a wedding ceremony of a colleague and could bring someone with me. I asked my girlfriend that I've been dating for a year if she would like to join me, and she was really happy because she apparently loves weddings. You just found that out? You guys have been together a year? Good God. Since we don't live together, I drove, uh, I drove to pick her up so, we didn't, uh, so we'd have some time to spare before the ceremony. As she comes out, she looks really beautiful and has obviously put in time to fix her hair and makeup. She's also wearing an off-white dress that was rather ornate. As she got in, I told her that she looked stunning, but I asked if she could change to a different colored dress for the ceremony. I'm not one for etiquette by far, but one of the few things I have heard everywhere is that you should not wear a white dress to a wedding unless you're the bride. She became pretty upset and wanted to know what was wrong with her dress. I said that it would be inappropriate to wear a white or off-white dress, Unless you're the bride. And then it's like wedding law or something, trying to be lighthearted about it. She rolled her eyes and said that it was an outdated tradition about women and virginity, and that when her friends got married, everyone wore white and that it's not a big thing anymore. I told her that I didn't that I don't know what the dress code is for the ceremony, but since it's not saying all white clothes, I still thought she should change to another color, but white or almost white because my colleague was getting married and we had no idea how she felt about it. My girlfriend became really upset and told me that I was trying to control what she was wearing and that it was abusive, which honestly made me really upset and hurt. Ah, oh, gross, said buddy. I said something along the lines of, 
F, well, you shouldn't go to a wedding with an abuser then. <laughs> and then I told her to F off out of my car. She began to cry and wanted to apologize and give me a hug, but I just told her to get out, which she did. And they've since put in an edit here. He says, to clarify, we never left the driveway by her home. I did not drop her off in the middle of nowhere or anything like that. I drove off, and she called and texted me a bunch. I answered, I don't want to talk right now, and then turned my phone off and attended the ceremony. The bride was the only one that was wearing white, so I feel as if my gut feeling was the right one. When I got home, my phone was blown up by texts from her and her best friend, saying that I was being inconsiderate and controlling and should apologize for my behavior. I have vented to a few friends, most of them agreeing with me, but some have said that it was an asshole move or asshole thing to tell her that she could not wear her dress because it had nothing to do with me. I feel as if I was in the right since it was my colleague's wedding and I was better. it was better to be safe than sorry. But I'm also not sure if I was being an a-hole about the situation. So am I the a-hole? And they've added an extra update right here. I never expected this thread to get this many replies. I'm incredibly thankful to uh, for all of you that have reached out and commented. I really, really appreciate that you've taken the time uh, to tell me. My girlfriend found out about the thread. Don't know if she knew my handle or just found it. And we talked over the phone. She apologized and I apologized. And it was a pretty good talk. She asked if she could come over. I said no. And that it would be best for us to go our separate ways. She got upset and asked why I wouldn't even try to work it out. I basically said goodbye. And then she said... <laughs> I basically said goodbye. And then she said my dick was small. Which actually made me laugh after what had been a pretty mature conversation. And then she hung up. I'm pretty sad about it. She really made me feel happy. But as many of you have commented... If this was our first disagreement and she called me abusive, how would future future disagreements look? I was hurt, but if she did think I was being abusive, it would be the right thing to do. And if she did not think I was abusive and said it anyways, I would not want to be with her. So anyways, I think things worked out for the best for both of us. Again, thank you all, and I will keep trying to respond to all of you. But there are a lot of messages, but I read through them all. Dude, he's got 2,684 comments on this post. <laughs> oh, it's uh, so, it's actually, it'd be E-S-H. It's everybody sucks here. Uh, yes, E-S-H. That's what yeah. Tyler's looking for. All right, so we know where Tyler's going here. What about you, Justin? You can pick, uh, he's the a-hole, she's the a-hole, everybody sucks here, or you need more information. I think everybody sucks here. I think I, I agree with him. I don't think he was wrong to say like, hey, you know, it might be inappropriate to wear a white dress to a wedding. I think that's a pretty common thing. I think she was out of line for calling him an abuser. And I think he was out of line for telling her to F off and get out of his car. <laughs> I think that was a little harsh too. I don't think either of them handled it well, but I, I agree that I don't think they should have been together if that was how they're going to handle it. Like, yeah, like maybe so, this is all for the best. Maybe maybe yeah. maybe a wedding is the start of something new. I don't know. Ugh. And it's it's his colleagues his colleague from work, right? So everything that happens is going to reflect on him. Like she's not going to have to probably deal with this person. Oh yeah, right? no, it's it, yeah, and that's and that's where he's in a difficult situation. I think that bringing up to her like hey, you shouldn't be wearing white. Remember they they did a whole episode, I mean not the whole episode, but that was in the office. 
when they were is it uh was it Phyllis's wedding where um Kelly wears a white dress and somebody makes the comment to her are you not supposed to, aren't you not supposed to wear white to somebody else's wedding and her comment or her reply to that is yeah but I look great in this dress and it looks like she's wearing a wedding dress <laughs> yeah that's definitely a Kelly thing to do yeah or uh yeah so some of the responses here on Reddit, somebody says, uh, not the a-hole. Your girlfriend should have known better. Unless you know the couple and it's a request, you don't wear white. She also overreacted, and you did the right thing by asking her to not go and get out of your car. And that's where it's kind of like, eh, maybe you probably could have pumped the brakes a little bit before telling her to F off. Of course, we don't know what escalated to that. Like Tyler likes to say, again, we're only getting one side of the story. But I think he's in the right for telling her you, you can't wear that. Now, okay, I'll start with you, Justin. You have a girlfriend, similar situation. You've been with her for a year. You're going to a wedding. She's wearing white. What do you do? Depends on how much I like this friend's wedding. Uh, <laughs> what about how much you like the girlfriend? Well, it's a work thing, so I yeah, let's say, okay, Okay, how about life. this? How about this? Tyler's getting married. <laughs> <laughs> you, you have to fly a thousand miles. Yeah, you're, you're coming out here to El Paso. Uh, screw it. Act like we're all in the same city. Tyler's getting okay. married. You've been with this girl for a year. She hasn't really been around the work people a lot. I, get, I, I assumed that that's something that was going on with this story, is that this girlfriend hadn't really been around this guy's work colleagues. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what would you, yep. what would you do? She walks out of her house. She's wearing this beautiful dress. She looks gorgeous, but it's white. What do you do? I would have said the same thing. I would have been like, hey, I think it's inappropriate. And then if I really liked her and she refused, I would have let her go to the wedding. And then loophole, I accidentally spill a drink on her at the wedding. <laughs> and she has to change. <laughs> Damn, Justin, you are brilliant, sir. Problem solved. I'm not in the doghouse. And he has a magnificent wedding. Wow. I'm glad you're going to do it because I assume my wife to be would have asked me to do something <laughs> about it. And then I would have had to spill the dress out. Or the well, drink see, look, dress, it's, so. it's a good thing we're having these conversations right now because if that happens in the future, we all know it's like we'll all show up. We're going to see Justin's girlfriend in a white dress. We give each other that nod, like, all right, all right, all right. And then Tyler knows he's got it covered. Five minutes into it, bam, oops, I'm sorry. Here's a complete glass of red wine dumped all over your beautiful white dress. Let's go get changed brilliant absolutely i just happen to have this backup dress in my trunk what what would you know (laughs) (laughs) oh my god justin you are smarter than your age portrays man that was brilliant (laughs) that was brilliant like that's a seasoned veteran move right there dude it's not my first wedding (laughs) all right that's gonna do it for am i the a-hole which means it is time for Ah, little did you know. Of course, the Batman came out this past weekend. I went and saw it with my wife. It's an absolutely brilliant movie. I highly recommend it. Just be prepared. It is three hours long. To myself, it didn't quite feel like three hours. It moved along pretty nicely. But it's definitely different than really any other Batman movie you've probably ever seen. It's a true. This is a real detective movie. But I found this article over on CBR.com. Comic book resource. Written by James Brazula or Brazuela. But it's 10 things people don't know and get wrong about Batman and his origin. 
If I were to ask you, Justin, who killed Batman's parents? Who would you say? Uh, Joe Chill. Add a kid. Joe Chill murdered Bruce's parents. Now any seasoned Batman can tell you that Joe Chill has always been the person responsible for killing Martha and Thomas Wayne. However, there is a huge misconception that the Joker is responsible for creating Batman. Of course, we get this from the 1989 film done by Tim Burton, where it starts with Jack Napier, who becomes the Joker. Have you ever danced with the devil by the pale moonlight? It says, although the Joker and the Batman go hand in hand, Joe Chill will always remain the monster that created the bat. Next little factoid right here. Batman knows the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Did you know this, Tyler? Yeah, I mean, there have been all sorts of crossovers, but I do remember that the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have had, uh, like, superheroes on their shows with them. Yeah, and this is a good one, too. In one of the best crossover events in comics, Batman found his way to teaming up with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What makes this crossover even better is that Batman's origin became reset again in the way that it allowed him allowed him to have known the Turtles for an extended period of time as they were young Bruce's household pets. What could be better than the top martial artists in pop culture working together? Batman trained with the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for five years before setting out to take on the long-withstanding foe that has plagued the Turtles, Shredder. Justin, how familiar are you with the Flashpoint timeline in DC Comics? Extremely. So you know, obviously, that uh, Bruce Wayne is the one that dies. Yeah, and uh, his his father uh, is, becomes the Batman in a very, very uh, brutal Batman. Yes, 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 absolutely. This is the, like, the, the things that we always hear about is that Batman doesn't kill. Uh, Batman does all this, you know, he, he's kind of soft and stuff. They even reference that in Peacemaker, by the way. If you go to my Facebook page, The Real Brandalorian, I shared the clip where his neighbor... I'm sorry, the neighbor of his dad is just giving him a ton of crap. He's like, if you're a superhero, where's your, uh, where's your, the whole list of supervillains that you fight? And he goes, they're six feet under because I kill them. And the one guy's like, well, Batman's already got a bunch. He goes, what? So that he puts them back into a prison so they can just escape and kill more people? How many people have died because Batman won't kill the villain? It was brilliant. But yeah, so in the uh, Flashpoint timeline, Barry Allen... He attempts to go back in time, save his mother, which, by the way, the an- have you seen the animated movie of it, Justin? Yes. Tyler, yeah, yeah, have you yeah. seen it? I have not. It's one of the better, like, that's one thing DC gets right. It's their animated films. And this one's it's brilliant. Um, but it's Bruce Wayne is the one who falls victim to Joe Chill. So distraught over losing their only child, the pain would go on to transform the Wayne, fa- Wayne family in a very odd way. Thomas Wayne would go on to don the cape and cowl, resulting in a by-any-means-necessary. And you can tell that they make him look really evil because his eyes are red, and he has kind of spikes coming up off of his uh, cape. And then Martha would unfortunately succumb to madness. And in certain timelines, she actually turns into the Joker. Uh, Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert on this next factoid right here. For, for the Batman, for the movie. So if you don't, just go ahead and you know, mute it right now for a couple minutes or something. Just tune out if you don't want to get this spoiler here for the Batman. But Tyler, have you ever heard the storylines where Batman is related to the Arkham family? Um, I did, and you already gave the spoiler alert. And the only reason I know that is because of this movie. Ah, well, there you go. 
So yeah, so um, in the comic books, in uh, Batman Earth One storyline, legendary writer Jeff Johns took on the task of altering another origin for the Caped Crusader. Most of the core elements of the origin story take place. Thomas and Martha Wayne still end up being murdered in a mugging gone bad. But it is in Alfred's relationship that changes the landscape for Bruce. Alfred is meant to be the head of security for the Wayne family. And upon their death, he's charged with becoming Bruce's guardian, which he agrees to do. Another shocking revelation is that Bruce Wayne's mother's maiden name is Arkham, revealing that Bruce is related to the owner of the asylum. By the way, that's a big plot point in the movie. Spoiler alert. There is a Russian Batman. He's very aptly nicknamed Batmankov. Seriously. Of course, when making a film about the Russian version of Superman, there would be no leaving out DC's other powerhouse superhero, Batmankov, as an origin similar to the Batman that is widely known. Batmankov also had his parents murdered, but in his timeline, the government was responsible. So instead of enacting justice against the crime, a crime wave that took his parents, Batmankov vows to bring an, uh, an end to the Russian government that changed his life. Factoid little number five here about the Batman. Superman was once Batman. In the one-off storyline, Superman speeding bullets. Kal-El lands in Gotham instead of Metropolis. In the same way that Bruce Wayne lived his life, Kal-El goes through the same outcome. Thomas and Martha Wayne take the young boy into their home and raise him only to still be murdered by a thug. Batman is then created, but with an ironic twist, Batman now has the same thirst for vengeance, only with the endless superpowers of Superman to boot. Lou Moxon created the Batman, although Joe Chill was the one who pulled the trigger, ending the normalcy that Bruce Wayne would ever feel again. Lou Moxon is behind the hit. After Moxon demanded that Dr. Thomas Wayne remove a bullet from his shoulder, Thomas realized his life was in danger. Thomas fled from the residence and called the cops on Moxon and his men. They were all arrested, which led to the hit being orchestrated by Moxon. And who did Moxon hire? None other than Joe Chill. This one just says, Batman, world's greatest dot 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 scientist. Long before Batman coined the term world's greatest detective, which again, by the way, that's why you need to go see the new movie. It's a detective movie. It's great. Anyway, he was known as a master of scientific arts. This would have a direct correlation as to how Batman would go on to rely on his many gadgets to fight crime. Bruce Wayne trained his body to peak physical condition, but not before becoming a genius in the levels of scientific knowledge. Batman did not become a friend of the Gotham PD or address his detective skills until much later in the storied mythos. And just a couple more here. The Batsuit came from Thomas Wayne. The first Batsuit came from Thomas Wayne when Batman confronted Lou Moxon. He wore the Halloween costume that Thomas had at first donned at a party that involved a flying animals theme. Lou Moxon had, quote, forgotten that he had sent Joe Chill to kill the Wayne family due to a uh, due to a head injury that caused amnesia. Out of respect for his memory of his father, Bruce wears the same bat suit to confront Moxon, and this bat image revived the memory of Moxon. The Batman was born through the fear, the image of a bat struck into criminals. It's one thing that, I, again, spoiler alert for the movie here, it's one thing that I was kind of glad that they didn't really dive into is we didn't have to see 
the parents' death again. You know what I mean, Justin? Yeah, I was glad they didn't do a, a, do a full origin story again. Uh, I, I think we've seen that enough. And I, this one was like, it just feels so different from the rest. It's so good. It's so fresh. You know, it's Batman, but it's yeah. fresh. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was, I, I'm really pleased with how they did it. And it's kind of like how, like, when they did the Tom Holland Spider-Man, we didn't have to go through the whole getting bit by a spider thing again. I think there's some some storylines there that we can we can skip past, maybe rehash down the road. I don't know. But here you go. Uh, number one on this Batman facts. Multiverse parents' deaths. The most reoccurring mythos of Batman is that Thomas and Martha Wayne always suffer the same fate. When the multiverse opened for the comics world, so did the multitude of Batmans created through the infinite universes, even Batmankov's case. He loses his parents to the tyrannical Russian government. The only exception was the Flashpoint storyline, of course, in which Bruce was the one that got it, and then Thomas becomes Batman. So big thank you to James Brazula, or Brazuela, not really sure which one, for CBR.com for doing that. Oh, Ortiz is back. He just missed all the Batman facts, but you're just in time for some riddles. You guys down for some riddles? Yeah, for sure. If you guys need to talk it out, you guys are more than welcome to do that. Here's a riddle for you. I can fill a room or just one heart. Others may have me, but I cannot be shared. What am I? Please repeat. I can fill a room or just one heart. Others may have me, but I cannot be shared. What am I? Well, it's, it's not love, because love can be shared. Uh, okay, so it's got to be emotion you only feel when you're by yourself. Loneliness. Add a kid. Duh. <laughs> it is loneliness. All right, next riddle. What is it that uh, no man a wants? A lot of credit to Justin for getting me like 90% of the way there. Hey, you guys talk it out. That's how it works. You got uh, the dynamic duo right there. Ooh, I'll be, the, I'll be the villain. What is the what is it that no man wants to have, but no man wants to lose? Can you please repeat? What is it that no man wants to have, but no man wants to lose? Uh, so it's probably not like a family thing because I think every person wants to have loved ones or a family, but obviously they don't want to lose them, like money or something like that. Like you know, you want to have money, but you don't want to lose it. Let's say you don't want to happen don't <laughs> okay so what is it that no man wants but no man wants to lose so you don't want it in the first place and you don't want to lose it um is this like a physical thing or are we talking esoteric it's not a physical thing not a physical thing okay um like a like a like a, like a bad job like like you want to have you don't want to have a bad job but you also don't want to lose pub it's a pretty good guess it's not right but yeah, it's a really good guess the logic makes sense. Uh, let's see here. What is it? No man wants, but no man wants to lose. And it's not physical. Like, I don't know. Like, do you have any hints like, for us? Like, like, an, like an argument? Um, that that's a good one too. I, I argument is right is right in line with it. I'll give it. I'll, I'll give it to you. It's a lawsuit. Ah, see, an oh. argu argument is, or, yeah, a lawsuit. I mean, is it's just essentially a kind of the same thing. Right? It's a legal argument, yeah. right? Yeah. See, I'll give it yeah. to you. That's a good job. I All like right. it. Uh, let me see here. I'm as strong as a rock, but a word can destroy me. What am I? 
strong as a rock. Can you please? I'm as strong. You... I'm as strong as a rock, but a word can destroy me. What am I? Yeah, can you just say them twice? Because I like uh, I like it, to write them it, out. Is it paper or no? Is it... <laughs> rock paper scissors? No. I'm as strong as a rock, but one word can destroy me. Is this esoteric? We're going physical here. Not physical. Not physical. All right. I have no idea. <laughs> I keep thinking. I keep thinking the rock. <laughs> uh, what could strong destroy the rock? The rock. But... Yeah. What could destroy him with one word? Kevin Hart. I don't know. Uh, I got any hints? I'm, I'm, try, I'm trying to figure out ways to give you guys hints on these and not completely give it away. I think I'll just be quiet. Silence. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was a clever hint. You like that? You like that? Oh, Captain nice. Hammer was he was going with Chevy. Like a rock. Oh, nice. <laughs> God, when's the last time they had those commercials on the air? All right, here we go. What I want, the poor have, the rich need, and if you eat it, you'll die. I know this one. It's nothing. Ah, kid. Uh, let me see if we'll do a couple more here. The more you cut me, the bigger I grow. What am I? The more you cut me, the bigger I grow. Yeah. Oh, one of those like little, uh, yeah, those bonsai bushes, you know, right? You trim them. And... <laughs> okay, Mr. Miyagi. So I think, I'm pretty sure, because I've heard this one before, I'm pretty sure it's a hole. Yep, that is a hole, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we'll do one more right here. When is a sleeping child also a crime? Can you please? When is a sleeping child also a crime? Okay, what what do you call like sleeping children? Was there a name for sleeping children that is also the name of a crime? Uh... Ortiz says when he's passed out drunk. No. The kid's, <laughs> I hope the kid's not drunk. Like a like a nap? Uh... A cat nap? Cat nap? Or, yeah. No, like a Kidnap? Kidnap, yeah. Kidnapping? Kidnap. Hey! <laughs> oh, this is even better with you guys working it out. That was great. Like how you guys landed on that. Yeah. When is a sleeping child also a crime? Kidnapping. There you go. Waka waka, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. All right, well, that's going to do it for the riddles here for today. Again, I think we're going to be readjusting the streaming schedule here a little bit. You can always be right here on Twitch at The Real Brandalorian. We're also over on the original Gamer Life YouTube channel. Also over on my Facebook page as well at The Real Brandalorian. Thank you, Justin and Tyler, for uh, doing this stuff today. We're going to be reworking some things. New schedule. Essentially, we'll be playing some games at noon on Mondays. Talk show format now Tuesdays, Thursdays at noon. That's kind of what we're going with there. And then, like, tonight, we're going to have the big gaming night with everybody, 6 o'clock. Uh, tonight is when we're going to be doing that. Um, maybe Thursday night as well. I'm not 100% sure yet. And then Wednesdays and Fridays, we'll be doing gaming at noon as well. So if you guys can, make sure you guys are sharing these videos, liking these videos. Head on over to my YouTube channel. New episode of The History of Rock is up. 
Uh, you can find out why I might have a major problem with Pearl Jam fans coming after me with this latest episode. It's part one of Pearl Jam's 10. Part two is going to be dropping next Monday. And you guys got to check it out because Shim's songs are great. Like, I, I create the show sheet. I come up with all these different facts. And as we're going through it, we just kind of randomly pop in, hey, how about a song here? How about a song here? And the stuff that he's coming up with is absolutely hilarious. So make sure that you guys check that out. It's the History of Rock podcast. You can find it Spotify if Spotify's functioning, uh, um, Apple and Google Podcasts, or you can head over to my YouTube channel at The Real Brandalorian, and you can watch it right there. That's where the video's at. You can watch uh, the History of Rock podcast. All right, Tyler, any parting thoughts for today? Uh, just Once again, thank you, everybody, for tuning in and watching the show and participating. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Justin, parting thoughts for today. Uh, really fun show. I appreciate everybody for coming. And uh, I'm, I'm honestly surprised that we got any real correctly because I'm usually terrible. At <laughs> well, I kind of like that. You guys being able to kind of work them out together, I think, was uh, it was a big benefit. And I was entertained by it as well, especially the fact that you guys nailed kidnapping at the end there. But uh, everybody in the chat, Chanel, Ortiz, Frank, Lube. Uh, Captain Hammer, Twitch Twist, uh, Padilla, if you're still here, everybody over there, I appreciate you guys being here, and we'll check you guys out later on the flip side. Uh, we'll be back tonight, 6 o'clock, Mountain Time, playing some games. Peace out, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>